Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Tonight, we're going to do some rummaging through Mark 3, but first we're going to start off in Isaiah chapter 2, I think Pastor said. Welcome to the program, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm glad to be here again. As I said, we got so many things going on nowadays, people being sick with this flu and everything, and uh, people's temperatures are going high, and people's uh, anger issues are starting to climb, and and I tell people, it's it's all be known how to fight this if you'll study the Word. The Word has got everything we need, everything. Well, what happens if I don't get healed? If I, I quote the Word, it doesn't matter. Your job is just to trust the Word. And then God will see if he can trust you. Because a lot of times we don't appreciate nothing unless we've been through something. And the more we go through something and and be delivered, the more we'll appreciate what God is doing for us because he just loves us. He really does. You know, a lot of times people say, well, it doesn't seem like he loves me. He doesn't seem like he cares for me. I'm trying to tell you, he loves us. He created us for his pleasure. That's what the scripture says, for his pleasure. And a lot of times we don't realize that pleasure is that he has to love somebody. He has to give love. And he got to have somebody that will receive love. But a lot of times, you know, we're greedy. We want God to give, and we don't want to give nothing back. God wants us to receive the love that he has for us and for us to show our love by appreciating what he's doing. As I said, we're going to be going to Isaiah, the second chapter, and the first verse. Isaiah, the second chapter, and the first verse. The reason we're going here, because I want people to see what is getting ready to happen. The Bible always interprets itself. The Bible tells us how to think. The Bible gives us instruction on how God wants us to relate to him so that he can relate to us. A lot of times people don't think God knows everything. Well, he does. Before it was ever began, he's already finished it. He knew what's going to happen because he wanted to be the people that he made to be perfected. That's why the Bible says, be holy as I'm holy. Be perfect as I am perfect. Now, with Hebrew words, it can be more than one thing at the same time, and that's why when you have these different uh, interpretations, they pick the interpretation that they felt was right. Now, I've read many, many versions of Bibles, and still the King James Version is the best that I've seen. I ain't saying it's perfect. But I said it is the closest that I've seen to what God is saying. When you start to understanding the Bible is made out of metaphors, metaphors. So that means there are hidden things. And the reason it is because God doesn't want lazy people. He wants people that's willing to work, to search, to dig, don't give up, keep on fighting. The winner never quits and a quitter never wins. And if you keep digging into the word, you'll see this word is talking to me. It's the instructions for me how to live instead of, well, what can I get God to give me now? Lord, I'm praying for a house. I'm praying for a car. I'm praying for a new mate. I'm praying for an old mate. I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Why don't we just pray to seek God's will? That's what Jesus did. He said, not my will, but your will be done. And Jesus let him know. What he what the father wanted, Jesus really didn't want it. He said, "If this could, that this could pass by me, but nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done." And that is God's plan. His will is His plan, and His plan starts with the word. So let's look at this Isaiah the second chapter, starting with the first verse. It says, "The word of Isaiah the son of Amos, Saul, Saul, look at that." S-A-W, Saul concerning Judas and Jerusalem. Now we're going to talk about the future. 
and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. Now, here's the thing. If we look at that uh, second word, it says, and. And is a Hebrew word. That means, if you'll understand this, that Isaiah has seen something, and it has to be connected, and it says, and it shall come to pass in the last day. So it's, con- it's connected with a future time. that something is getting ready to happen. It says, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain. What is a mountain? A mountain is the rules of the kingdom. Now, these other kingdoms, the earthly kingdom, have their rules. They have their kings. They have their monarchs and everything. But it's going to be a time, and it's coming up soon, which has already started, that God's kingdom is going to rule over everything, everything. And then we'll be able to look back and see all the things we went through that was just trying to get us to be ready to stop killing one another, hating one another, seeing that, well, let me see what I think will it work, and moving by emotion instead of by logic. Let's look at it. And it says it shall be established on the top of the mountains above the other kingdoms and shall be exalted above the hills or any other thing, and all nations shall flow unto it. What that means is they're going to have to come to the, to the mountain, which is the kingdom, which is the rules on how God wanted us to operate. And I told you God is a God of love. And you have to go to, I mean, First Corinthians. I'm not telling you how to do it now. You can listen to this, uh, this a little bit later. But it's First uh, Corinthians, the 13th chapter, starting with the first verse. And it tells you what is true love, which is God's love. That means he doesn't hold nothing against us. All we have to do is repent, and he'll forgive us. The only thing he will not forgive is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and that's a whole new teaching I have to do. I have never did that on this broadcast. But it's a reason why he does not forgive if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit. You can blaspheme the Son. You can blaspheme the uh, Father, but if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there's no forgiveness in this world or the world to come. And I'm going to tell you, before anybody even asks, most of you have never blasphemed the Holy Ghost. Well, I think I didn't know you're listening to this broadcast. You listen to other things about the Word of God. You may feel guilty about something, but if you haven't blasphemed the Holy Ghost, because if you did, you wouldn't try to listen you would turn yourself completely off and say, well, I'm going to hell, so I might as well enjoy myself. But a person who has an understanding, hey, I did mess up, I'm sorry I messed up, then you know you're on the right road because you're on the road to repentance, and if you're on the right road to repentance, then you understand the love of God. He didn't have to forgive us, but he does. All right, let's keep on going because this is very interesting before we get to Mark, the third chapter. It says, many people shall go and say, come you and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he, you see this? He will teach us his ways. He will walk, we will walk in his path, where out of Zion shall go forth the law. Remember, I was just telling you about the kingdom, the rules, the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Now, as I told you, God has things, and so you have to understand, what does this mean, that the word of the Lord from Jerusalem? You have to understand, what is Zion? What does that mean? You have to learn, what does it mean, the God of of, of Jacob? Everything is hidden in the word. People's names are very important. And if you start to look at this thing, as I said, you'll start seeing it. This is talking personally to you. It ain't talking just about Jacob way in the back town or the other nations and stuff or where the, it's talking about us. God is trying to program us to think good thoughts, righteous thoughts, loving thoughts. And then as you start to do that, 
then you still have power over the enemy. The enemy hates love. The enemy hates peace. The enemy, which is Satan, Lucifer, and all these other names for different spirits out there, they come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I came to give you life or to give you an understanding about life and how to operate in it. And that is to love people instead of hate people. Then it says, he shall judge, uh, the fourth verse, it says, and he shall judge among nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall, they, and they shall beat their swords unto plowshare and their spears into prime hooks, a prime hook. Nations shall not lift up sword against nations, neither shall they learn war anymore. What is that trying to tell you? The instructions is so that we can go through, that we're going through war, hell, and all this other stuff, so we can appreciate what God is getting ready to do in the future. The future is we're going to have a time where there will not be no more war. There will be a time where people will love one another. There will be a time coming up soon that instead of us trying to figure out, I'm going to get even, i got to defend myself, I ain't going to let nobody walk over me, but we'll walk in peace with one another. We'll greet, just like the Jews say, they greet, uh, greet people by saying shalom. And shalom means a tenfold blessing. They're not just saying hello or goodbye or peace. They're saying seven other things that go with it. And if you learn those seven other things, you'll find out God wants this whole world. That's why he said they, the world will come up to Jerusalem or come up to the rule and learn of Jesus, learn of me. He said, I'm meek and lowly, and then I want to have peace upon this earth. But first of all, I have to have war so that people will understand which way do you want. He said, I put before you life and death, but then I tell you to choose life. He's telling us what we need to do, instruction. So here we go again. It says, O house, in the fifth verse, O house of Jacob, come, come you, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Now, let me give you the correct. See, I didn't tell you about the interpretation of all that, because I want you to look it up for yourself. I don't want you to say, well, this is what Pastor Vivian said, this is what Apostle Vivian said, this is what Brother Vivian said. No, I want you to understand for yourself how to learn to read the Bible. you got to remember the Bible always interprets itself. So let's look at that. what it says there. It says that, uh, and that fifth word again, it says, and I'm going to show you how to interpret. O house of Jacob. That means tricksters. You hear me? Somebody's always trying to cunning, trying to uh, get things for themselves. In other words, selfishness, okay? Come you. And let us walk in the light of the Lord. The word light means understanding, okay? And then it says of the Lord. That's uh, the Hebrew name for Yehovahe or uh, Jehovah. Now, we pronounce it sometimes Yahweh, but it's, it's really pronounced uh, Jehovah. I'll have to teach you all about that some other time. But it says, let us walk in the understanding of Jehovah. And what is Jehovah? The word of God. What is the word? It is the rules of the kingdom. Now I'm going to make it uh, very clear what it said. I will walk in the understanding of the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. You understand how the word works. You want to fight the devil? You ain't going to fight the devil by saying, devil, leave me alone. Devil, don't do this. Devil, don't do this. No. We got to put on that whole armor every day. We got to uh, protect ourselves with the shield of faith. We got to have the, our lawns girded about with truth. You know, most of us, we're selfish. So we, we got around to protect ourselves and don't always tell the truth. But we got to tell the truth. The Bible tells us all liars, even little liars, will have their part in the lake of fire. And it's not because God is mean and angry and all this. 
He's trying to get us to do what is right. That's just the bottom line. And that, and the next thing is that sword of the spirit, which says, saying all prayer and supplication for all saints. It ain't talking about praying for yourself. It's talking about praying for others. But the Bible says it's better to give than receive. I hope you all getting the messages. This is what's being hid. But it's being revealed to those that are hungry and thirst after righteousness. If you give, not money and, and time and all, give your heart to the Most High God to learn his word. His word will tell you what to do. You want to be successful in life? Find out what the word says. It says, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct your path. But it also says, unless the, the Lord builds the house, the labor labors in vain. So if I'm going to do something, I want to follow what Jesus is doing. I'm going to follow what the word is saying. I'm going to look for the foundation of what he's already working on, and I'm going to work with him. God wants us to work with him, and that foundation is love. I don't know how I can say it over and over again, that love is the simple way of learning about God. Yes, you're going to have tribulation. Yes, you're going to have problems. Yes, you're going to have things that come against you. But it's how you handle it. I'm not going to let something run my blood pressure up. I'm not going to let somebody uh, say something bad about me and I get mad about them and say something bad about them. It says overcome evil with good. Bad conversation, you overcome it with good by not cussing, by saying what that other person says. You have to show love, and it has to be really in you. You can fake it. You can shake it. But if real love comes from the heart and it goes to the heart, and when it goes to another person's heart, this heart is open, then you're giving and they're receiving so they can give somebody else so somebody else can receive and give. And it keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going. And as it keeps on going, what happens? The world will change. The people will change. Reality will change. And God said there's going to be a day that he's going to come back, and those that are not doing his word, he's going to Pull them away. You're going to get away from us. And he said, those that are doing his will, he said, I'm going to give you the kingdom. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. What does that mean? The ones that are very simple in trying to obey what the word says, not being complicated, not being overzealous, but being concentrated that God said he loved me first. So why shouldn't I not love myself and love others? A lot of times people cannot love others because they can't even love themselves. Well, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what. Listen, that should make you even more wanting to help somebody else because of what you've been through. You can appreciate what God has brought you through and changed you. Rearrange your reality. Yes, Lord, let me keep going here. All right. So I want you to look at that again in the fifth verse. It says, uh, it says, O Jacob, come you and let us walk in the understanding of the word. I see it. it's called the Lord. It's another word for the Lord. It's another name for uh, Yahweh. It's another name for Master. Uh, it's another name for Yahweh. But I'm trying to tell you, the basic thing is it's the word. Walk in the word. Walk in the understanding of the word. <sighs> <clears throat> Number six, it says, Therefore thou hast forsaken the people, thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they have replenished with the, the east. Now, the word east means mystical. I'm not going to explain everything. I'm just going to give you certain words that you can look up later. East means uh, mystical. And then the next word interprets itself and are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they please themselves in the children of strangers. Their lands are full of silver and gold, neither is there any end of their treasure. Their land is also full 
of horses, and neither is there any end to their chariots. Their lands are full of idols. Their, they worship the work of their own hands, which fingers have made. Now, if you notice, it, you remember I told you the word east gives us a hint. We're talking about the mystical thing. The Bible is talks about supernatural things, and we're doing a supernatural fight. It's the fight is not against flesh and blood. It ain't the people. It's about the spirit that's operating here. That's why when you got on the whole arm of God, you're ready to go to war, and you're going to be warned until you leave this place. Then it says, you know, that eighth verse there, it says, it's full of idols, and they worship their own hands. Well, the word hand in Hebrew means thoughts. They operate by their feelings, their emotions, their thoughts. And as I told you, we are selfish, and we have to learn to be unselfish. That which of their own fingers have made. In other words, the word finger is another word for plans. This is the plan that I have, and God, you're supposed to work with me. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. God makes the plan, and you work with him. As I try to tell you, the more you understand that there's a spiritual thing and there's an earthly thing, the spiritual things are spirits that's on the outside trying to influence us. The earthly thing is us as a uh, neutral time thing trying to figure out what is right and what is wrong. In other words, the difference between uh, good and evil. But we won't know unless, first of all, we then program what is good. That's why the, when they talk about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it says good first. So as we're programmed to see how things operate with people, how we're nice to this person, and sometimes they'd be nice back. Sometimes the person is real mean to you, and you still be nice to them, and they're still being mean, and you keep on being nice, and they keep on being mean to you. But all of a sudden, they start changing. To give an example, this guy, me and him, we couldn't stand each other. I was a bowler. I was, uh, as I say, very competitive. And that's why me and him didn't get along. Well, when the Lord got through with me and I changed, he walked over to me, and he didn't he didn't know I had been with the Lord. But he did know, and I didn't know how he'd do it. He came over to me and said, James, I need a favor. I'm thinking to myself, what do you want? He said, I want you to pray for me. I'm going through some stuff. And I looked at him like, how do you know I can pray? He said, I, I've been your steps before, and that I, I messed up. So I know I can see the anointing. He said, will you pray for me? And I know that it broke my heart because here I am ready to defend myself instead of saying, hey, I've changed, my reality changed, maybe my life will change. And it did, slowly but surely, but I had to go through some stuff. All right. And he could have summed it a high. Uh, well, that's what we're going to see from right now, because as I told you, I want you all to search the scriptures for yourself. The Bible always interprets itself. You have to take time. That's why they have schools they call the Torah schools, that these people, they study the word according to what the Jews understand, not according to Christians, not according to Islam and all this other stuff. But if it talks about peace, it's a good thing to study. If it talks about love, it's a good thing to study. That's why you don't hear me condemning all these other things. Now, there's some stuff that's wrong, but I ain't here to condemn them. I'm here to lift up the good thing. Man should love one another. Man should help one another. We should be brothers and sisters in the faith. Now, let's turn to, so we can get to signs, wonders, and miracles. Let's turn to Mark. We do have a call. We do have a hand up. Okay. Oh, I should open their mic, huh? Eight one six nine three three. Your mic is open. Oh, and then there's another one after that. Okay, go ahead. Hello. Eight one six nine three three. Hello. Grandma. Are you kidding? Grandma. Grandma. Yeah, 
positive, we are negative, and we got to have a resistance in between, like a light bulb. So when the positive comes and with the negative, then that light bulb is in between a light or illuminate. And it can let you see things that that we normally cannot see with normal eyes or normal understanding. It's spiritual. That's why I said spiritual things got to be interpreted by spiritual things. You can't compare it with natural things. But we can do as close as we can. That's why I'm using this illustration. As I say, the Bible is full of illustrations, which are proverbs, of, of, of allegories, or hidden stories, or hidden messages, or hidden meanings. As you start to go, you'll find out there's different levels of learning. Just because you're on the second level of learning, don't down the people that's on the first level. It says when a person is weak, then we're supposed to pick up their burden. We're supposed to help them instead of criticize them. I don't say there's a lot of people out there on drugs and stuff. And I tell people, I say, come to the church. Come to the church so that you can be prayed with. You know, people always want to pray for it. No, pray with. I've got to get you to speak these things. But the more you speak it and the more you understand it, then the more you'll walk into the spirit realm. And you'll say, oh, man, I wish I had walked this in the beginning. All right. Anybody else got their hands up? Anybody else want to answer the questions or anything? Just push one. Okay. Well, let's go to the Mark 3, signs and wonders and miracles. That's what this thing is. Mark talks all the way through about signs, wonders, and miracles. It also talks about changing names and stuff. It gives us an insight of that we're walking in a spiritual thing with our mind if we allow it to rest in the word of God. That's why he wants us to rest in him. So here we go. It says, and he entered uh again into the synagogue, and there was a man who had a withered hand, and they watched him, rather they, he would heal them on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he said unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he said unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day, or evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their peace. Now, what he was trying to do, he said, he was trying to get them to understand, is it better to do what is right or what is wrong? The Bible says that they watched him to see if he would heal on the Sabbath day. So there was nothing wrong with healing. It was just they're religious, and the Bible has in there, the letter of the law, heal up. But the spirit gives it life. And the word for spirit, the understanding gives it life. Jesus come to give us understanding by the what we speak. If we speak good or we speak evil, we're going to have to give an account for it. You're going to be rewarded by what you say and what you didn't say. It's better to keep your mouth shut. That way nobody knows if you know anything or do know anything. All right? It's not that I'm criticizing. I'm just trying to tell you. The best way of getting things going on in your life is get away from negativity and start speaking positive. Imitate our father who said that when he created us, he said it was very good. And that's what we need to lift, lift up to, very good, and fight and wrestle to get to where he said, be holy as I'm holy. That means to be set apart and be perfect as I am perfect. In other words, looking for the good things instead of the bad things. Instead of trying to tell God how to run the universe, we need to listen to him, and he tells us how to live in this universe. All right. So anyway, it says, the fifth verse, and when he had looked around about them with anger, being grieved at the hardness of their heart, he said unto the man, stretch forth thy hand, and he stretched it out 
and his hand was restored whole as the other. I have told people whose legs are shorter than one leg and stuff, they're in pain, they're not working, walking perfectly, put their legs together, and they spoke the word over them. And when I spoke the word over them, the legs stretched out in front of everybody. There was this young man, his name Gary, and uh, he had back problems for, I think, 15 years. I prayed with him, but you got to remember, there's whole, in 15 years, how many spirits had got in there? So it was a battle. We battled about four hours. This other brother named Shane, he helped me. We battled for four hours, and when that demon finally came out of him, that man has not had problems since. He walks good. His back don't hurt him and stuff. This other kid, his leg was short. Prayed for him. He had never played sports. Now he's playing sports. His legs came out even. I'm trying to tell you, if you do it the way the Bible tells us to do things, then you'll be restored from where we've been stolen from. The thing is, you just don't remember where y'all came from, where we came from. We are supernatural beings trapped in a prison. We go from one supernatural to another prison. This is why we, as the children of God, get to understanding who we are, and the devil can't keep us in those prisons. We get to break out. And we take control. We put them under our feet. But first of all, you got to prove to God, and I'm trying to, and He already knows, if He can trust you with this gift. It's a gift. All right, yes, Lord, let me keep going. Then it says, the sixth verse, and the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against Him, how He, how they may destroy Him. You need to look up the word Herodians and stuff. You need to look up the word uh, heart. You need to look up different words. I'm just telling you because they are important to learn. But Jesus withdrew himself from his disciples to the sea, and great multitude from Galilee followed him and from Judea and from Jerusalem. If you remember, we read earlier from Judea and Jerusalem in the book of uh, Isaiah, and I told you that prophecies came from there. Everything is established in the word. That's why you have to know these words. And and we've got to remember this, that each word has maybe a hundred different meanings. You have to put it like a jigsaw puzzle. That's why Isaiah the twenty eighth chapter says, Here a little, there a little. You're gonna to have to use it like a jigsaw. And if it don't fit perfectly, as I say if it, like somebody said on the courtroom, if it don't fit, you must acquit. You must get rid of it. Put the thing that's going to fit, and then all of a sudden it makes sense. All right? Then it says, and from Idenium, and from beyond, Jordan, and they uh, about Tyre and Sidon, a great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, came unto him. How did he do it? By the word. Jesus did every miracle by the word. And he spoke unto his disciples that a small ship uh let's see, that a small ship would wait on him because of the multitude, least they thrown him. For he had healed many insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him, and as many as plagued, unclean spirits, when they saw him fell down before him, cry and crying, saying, Thou art the Son of God. Do you not want to understand who you are? You're one of the children of the Most High God. The reason you don't move in the spirit realm, your memory has been taken from you. And the Bible's trying to get it back to you. He's trying to tell you how you got to love people first. And then God will start trusting you with more of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will bring in power into your thoughts, into your mind, to where when you start to speak, you'll be speaking the will of God. And then just like it said here, you know, all these different places here, as many as it touched him. They were trying to just touch him, and they were healed. I had a lady that had scoliosis. She's up in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, what happened was she'd been in pain for years and just could, couldn't go to school, couldn't do anything. And so what happened? Uh, she said, can you pray for me? I said, lady, there's too many other people here. I said, touch the hem of my jacket. God can heal you. She didn't ask questions. She touched the hem, and when she did, God healed her. Jesus set her free. 
Emmanuel, God is with us, inside of us. I hope y'all getting this. I'm trying to tell you, because it's going to be a time the devil's going to really try you. The demons and all that, there's openings in the portals, and they're coming out from the water and everything else. They're trying to kill us. But, you know, Psalms 119 or 118 says, I will, I will not die but live and proclaim the works of God. You've got to speak these things with confidence. You don't speak, I hope this will work. Oh, oh God, help me. I don't want to die. I want to live. No. You speak it according to what the word says. The word says, I will not die but live and proclaim the works of God. So in other words, you've got something else you've got to do. Everything is depending on the way you think and what you do. All right, Lord, let me keep going here. Then it says, the Tarzan, uh, that they should not make him known. And he goes up into the mountain and call unto him whom he would, and they came to him. And he ordained twelve that would uh, be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. And he had power over the sickness and cast out devils. All sicknesses are not devils, and all devils are not sicknesses. You have to learn the difference, all right? Because if you're going to fight somebody, you need to know what their weakness is. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. You notice I told you he changed his name, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother of James, and then you know who they were. He surnamed him Boazza, which is the son of thunder. You notice he's changing some people's name. Paul's name was changed from Saul. Uh, Jesus' name was also called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then you got to understand, you got to form this stuff. Yes, yes, Lord, I'll do that before I get through there. I want you to, I'm trying to get you all to see these things. Names are also very important. The words are very important. Now, I got you that part. Now, let me show you how signs, wonders, and miracles work. Turn to uh, Mark, the 11th chapter. And the 22nd verse, Mark, the 11th chapter, and the 22nd verse. Remember what we're getting ready to do now? To learn how to operate in signs, wonders, and miracles. There are rules, rules to the kingdom. You cannot see the rules unless the veil has been moved away from your eyes and the uh, things in your ears are unblocked. The things that block your mind is very called mind blocker. You can hear, everybody can hear the same thing, and everybody hears it different. But once you have your ears open from mind blocker, then you start to see and hear what the word says. He said those that have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, the understanding of what the Word is saying. All right? First thing it says, Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. So what does that mean? Have trust in the Word, okay? For verily I say unto you that whatever said unto this mountain, remember the rules, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. This is the inner mind, the inner thought, but shall believe that those things which he says, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. You see what I'm talking about, the rules? If you obey the rules, you have trust in the rules, and you do what the rules say. What does the rules say? First of all, you've got to learn to love people. I keep trying to tell you, it goes back to the first thing. Then it says uh, the other chapter, it would be the fourth chapter of, of uh, Philippians, the eighth verse, where it says, think upon these things. And then it tells you what to think upon, whatever is true, what is of a good report. Then it tells you several more things, what to think upon. Change the way you think. Be sincere with God. Let him tell him, look, God, I know I'm, 
I ain't worth anything. I know I've messed up. I've known that my mind ain't always right. I have back, but I have did this. I have done that. But I need to change. And the only way I can get changed is that you help me. Because if you don't help me, I can't do it. So be sincere. And then be aware there's only one God. I don't care about what all these other wannabes, wannabe gods, pretenders to the throne. There is still only one God. He's the only one that knows everything at all times, and he operates by his own counsel what he wants to do, all right? And that's because there's nobody more intelligent than he is. In fact, there's no words that describe God. It's just there's no words. That's just the bottom line. But if you trust him, then he'll see that you're trusting him. Then he'll start revealing himself more to you. He will manifest himself eventually. All right? Let's see what it says here. But believe those things which he says shall come to pass, and he shall have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, and you shall have them. God's word does not come back void. If God's will is what you're saying, it will happen. It may not happen in the time you think it's going to happen, but it will happen. But if it is not what he said, it is not going to come to pass. That's when you have to go back and do what Jesus did. Not my will, but your will be done. But he called a son to the high, yes. And this is the most important thing up there. It says, the 27th verse, and when you stand praying, Forgive, forgive, forgive if you have any ought against any of yours, any that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. Why? Because it's better to give than to receive. When you're forgiving, you're giving something. And the person that you're forgiving is receiving. What happens if they don't receive? You done did your part. God see what you did in secret, and he's going to openly reward you. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Now, there it is. It's in a nutshell. I done teach everything that I need need to teach y'all so that you can search these things out for yourself. And not only search it out, is there anybody out there got any questions today? All you have to do is push one and let Dorothy know. And do you have any comments or anything to add, Dorothy? You know, I was thinking when when praying for other people, one thing I have found in, in groups is that when you feel within yourself compassion, which I guess is part of love, for that mm-hmm. person's situation, then the, the the prayer seems to be more effective from that what I've so experienced. That is so true. I tell you, when, when that's how it operates, really, is by compassion. And a lot of times, I can, just like you say, you feel it. It's not just saying the word, I have compassion for you. It's, I feel it. It's a, a, something you cannot describe, but you can feel it. I've seen people that... Uh, that thought nobody loved them, and all I did was say the word love, and all of a sudden, because I felt the love, they started crying. And, it, and then when they cry, that cast out demons. It cast out spirits. When you uh, sweat, I had a lady came in one day for a deliverance, right? But her intention was something different. She was there to try to seduce me. And when she walked in there, the Holy Spirit broke her into a sweat, and she said, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Started repenting right then. I've had places where I was at a church preaching, and two guys went past on drugs. And as they got back in front of the church, and I didn't see them. They're outside. The Holy Spirit made them feel so bad they had to come into the church. And they came in and got saved and got healed and then went back out of the church that same hour, and started winning souls on the street. The power is in the Holy Spirit. If we'll learn to relax and let the Holy Spirit do the work through us, we're that little light bulb. The devil's trying to 
destroy us. God is trying to give us life. We're in the light bulb. So as we receive light, because darkness starts to fade when light is around, then all of a sudden we'll start feeling. Not, you know, not this is a feely, touchy thing most of the time, but you can feel compassion. You can feel somebody's sadness. You can feel a person's broken heart. We can feel the anger in people. But that's why we have to be in secret prayer. And I pray in front of everybody. I don't have to be in those prayer groups. The Bible says most times when you call the prayer group, they say come for a fast, and they don't do it for no hour. They do it like three days and stuff. But people are religious. Instead of getting to what the knowledge of the word says, every, as I say, every learning going around trying to learn the truth but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. But it's the truth that sets you free. Anybody else out there, or you got any more comments, Dorothy? Oh, someone just raised their hand. Let's see. Okay. 864-982. Your mic's open. Hey, uh, Apostle Gay. Um, yes, ma'am. Yesterday, in Beth Church, um, I had this thought that come to me. And I said, Lord, I said, I know this is scripture. It's in uh, Hebrews 10. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Um, the seven, the seven birds. Okay, let me get there just a second here. I'm Okay, Hebrew 10. Okay, seven. And, and the seven first. Go ahead and read. Yes. It says, Then said I, Lo, I come in. I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do thy will, O God. Mm-hmm. You have a so question? Think, yeah, I was just saying, what, like you're saying, um, in the word God, and God is his word, Jesus is his word. And if we just take what he said, you know, even in that little seven verse about, you know, if we would just do um, what this word says, he said, because it's written of me. So mm-hmm. I just feel like that was just a light bulb that came off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hear you. I hear you. So that's why, you know. I mean, go ahead. I understand it's clear, you know, it interprets itself, but I think you're going to tell me that this book is of me. Mm-hmm. It's written up. Mm-hmm. Going to the simplicity of God, you know, of God. So I tell people, the devil has got us blind. We don't know who we really are. The church is trying to tell us, well, you're the sons and daughters of God, but we're actually the Word. And Jesus tried to teach us how to understand the Word. He said, I come in the volumes of the book as is written of me. They think that he was talking to the Pharisees. He said, they think this is in here that they have eternal life, but it's talking about me, teaching you how to understand. That's why I just read, uh, earlier, Isaiah, where it talks about, you know, this is how God wants us to think. He wants us to understand. The word interprets itself. And the more we learn the word, the more we start to see, oh, this is God's will. I supposed to obey God's will, and God's will is. And I seek it with my whole heart how to love people. When nobody else loved me, God loved me. When people rejected me, God accepted me. When I was on my way to jail, you know, I had threw up my hands. I was just broken. And I said, Lord, if I go to jail, I'm going to preach in the jail. I don't care. And as I said, I, 
I guess the phone must have rang down in hell, and the devil said, oh, no, you ain't sending that man there because he'd be winning souls. Get him out. <laughs> and I don't know, except, except God did it. That's all I can say. He did it. The prosecutor came to me and said, listen, we're going to throw this completely out of court. You'll never hear about this again because I wasn't guilty. I wasn't guilty. But you know how the devil is. All right. Any other questions or comments you want to make? Coriana? Well, I'm learning, you know, the Hebrew stuff. And I've got to trust God. I said, God, you know what? He teaches stuff. is It's all new to me, but I believe God's going to work me through it if I just trust him and and let him do it. Uh, you know, not go with my natural mind, but go with my spiritual mind. But I, mm-hmm. I just thought it was. And then when you said seek him, I kept on hearing yesterday, and I think he was telling me, diligently seek me. Mm-hmm. So I got to. I have to do that word steady on diligently because I think he's saying, you know, just don't seek me. Seek me with your whole heart. Without mm-hmm. having for me. And that's what I'm getting when I hear certain things. But, you know, I hear, and, you know, I just, I just write it down. And I say, well, Lord, I have to, um, I haven't had a chance because I got so much. I, I, I stay doing something all the time in the word. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, my life is 24-7, God's word. And I say, it's fine, as long as I'm learning and applying what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm being taught. So I don't mind listening and being quiet because I think you learn more when you're quiet than when you're talking. <laughs> I'm learning yep. that. But other than that, you know, it's just a blessing to be on the air with you tonight. And, I just, you know, I just pray your safety and to get back home and uh, take care of Rhonda. Uh, uh, y'all, y'all both need each other. But other than that, <laughs> you know, y'all you have a good night. You too. God bless. All right. Anybody else got any comment? We got two more minutes. Anybody got their hands up, Dorothy? I'm looking. Nope. Okay. Whoops. All right. Wait a minute. I don't know if that's a hand up. 804821? Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Just wanted to say God bless bless you, Pastor, for this beautiful message. And um, I I certainly touch and agree. I'm so glad about the beautiful scripture that Corinna brought out. And um, be encouraged. You and Sister Dorothy here. Thank God for the both of you and for this program. Amen. Amen. Well, thank, I want to say thank you, too, Dorothy, for inviting me on the program. Because I really enjoy doing this Monday. And I miss I, it when I we don't do I enjoy having you on. I really do. I learned so much from you. Yeah. Well, I'm getting ready to let you go here because I got somebody else trying to call me already. I ain't even about to talk. Oh, all right. Well, let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before the throne room of grace, I thank you because of this day. You made it, and you rejoice us in that day. For it was joy for you when you created all the heavens and the earth. They all shouted for joy. That's what it says. They all shouted for joy. And, Father, we are the the people that's here on this earth at this time now are going through the prophecy of what's been said, that we are into the last days. But because of that, that means that the end of our time, the peace shall be here. No more wars, no more thinking bad about people, no more uh, criticizing people, but accepting love, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost, that it will rest, rule, and abide here, that our very air that we breathe, the very air that we breathe, Shows love, 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 kindness. Oh, Lord, I'll be so glad when this time is over and that we're all one with you again. In Jesus' name, and we all say amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see what the Lord says for next week. I'll see. And the main thing is just trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to teach 
everybody the Bible. I'm just trying to teach them how to read the Bible and let the Bible interpret itself and bring them from one one level to the next level. That's why it says going from faith to faith and glory to glory. That's levels. Yes. Every time you go from and, another level, the, you got another devil. <laughs> <laughs> this is All true. Right, <laughs> Tell your husband I said hi. I will. God um, bless. Father bless everyone. I hope you come back next week uh, and join us for this treasure hunt. Find all those nuggets. Amen. Father bless. <laughs> Pastor Vivian, you have a blessed evening. You too. And maybe next week I won't be talking like a frog. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go ahead and call this other number that called me. Talk to you later. Okay.